0: I remember one day he told me mijo i'm tired and i was like tired of what he's like i think i'm ready to sell and then i looked at him i was like i'll buy it and he's like what and i was like i'll buy it
1: hey i'm working on a wednesday then up again the next day
2: popping man i skip him like he leg day today we're, we're, we're interviewing mm-hmm. someone very interesting with an um, interesting perspective interesting perspective and yeah. personality we just mm-hmm. had about five to ten 20 minutes maybe to conversate with this person and we kind of got to know him a little bit and i'm excited to ask him the questions and get the answers that we haven't got from other people these are the hard questions these are the hard hard questions and and it's amazing to to hear it from someone that's local, mm-hmm. someone that's in our community, someone that's at a at a place that I've visited before, a place that my coworkers have visited before, and a place that I'm sure you, as the listeners, have visited before. So, without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Jojo Ramirez, the owner of Capricio Inc.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, can't forget the ink. What's up? Hi, guys. So Jojo, today, welcome man. man. Good.
1: I'm glad to have you here. Me and Rico have actually we brought up your name before. I think a yeah. few months back.
2: Actually a few times, a few not times just once. Well, yeah. Yeah. We brought it up a few times because uh we wanted to bring you on here, but we wanted to bring you at the right moment. Got it. And man. I feel that with what's going on mm-hmm. and and kind of how 2021 is treating us, I feel like right now is the perfect moment. Um so definitely glad to have you on here and glad to just chat with you man over everything just chat get to know yeah. you as a person get to know you as more than just that business owner of right. that amazing spot um and and really understand your perspective on specific you know things that we're mm-hmm. going to be uh talking about today
0: awesome thanks for having me first of all what do
2: you
1: do jojo
0: well i'm a restaurant owner um i also work in the medical field mm-hmm. i have um i'm an administrator okay so i run a uh, private practice
2: okay nice yeah good stuff so how long have you been in the uh in the medical field for
0: going on 13 years
2: oh snaps so yeah. we're talking about your experience you've been yeah. in this industry for a minute yeah um what about for uh the in uh, the uh, restaurant industry how long have you been in that for
0: actually I was working as a busboy at a place called dWS country cafe okay and then okay. um the at that time there was an owner named Danny white and he had owned cottage cafe and DWS where is this at uh, right. It was off of Victoria where the new um, Starbucks is. OK.
2: Okay. So we
0: were right there. And then at that time, there was an owner who was interested in it. Yeah. And um, I think I was about 15. And I remember she walked in and she had told me, hey, I'm like interested in wanting to buy this place. Mm-hmm. And then I had told her, like, if you buy this place, I will help you run it. OK. So it was one of those things that she said, are you real? Are you serious? I was like, yeah. But her primary language was Spanish. OK, so it was one of those things that, you know, we kind of worked on this project together. Mm-hmm. And so she had owned it for what? Probably about like 19 years, 20 years. Wow. And. Um, during that time, I had worked for her yeah. and she had asked me like working for her. She was like, what are you going to do with your life? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? I'm I mean, working. you were 15, right? <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. working. You know so she was telling me like because at that time i was kind of a little wild i uh, lived in santa paula so things are different in santa paula from ventura oh yeah Yeah. so um working there she had told me you know you got to finish school but after school what do you get what do you plan to do with yourself i was like i don't know you know and she had told me like you should think about getting into a career So Mm -hmm. I ended up deciding, like, okay, I want to get involved in the medical field. Mm -hmm. So I first got a medical assisting license. I went to TDC, okay, the Technology Development Center that's off of Valentine Road. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then I got what you call a phlebotomy license. Yeah, and then I was getting my prewex. So I got an associate in science, and then after that, I remember the VC for the nursing it was filled. Yeah. So then I ended up taking the LVN program here at CTI. Okay. So I ended up doing that. I ended up doing like my rotation at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time I had met this doctor who had told me like, Hey, like you're really good with patients. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna, you know, stay with my wife. Like, why don't you come work for me? I was like, well, what am I going to do? He's like, I'll send you back to school. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, Oh <laughs> shit. So at that time, even though I was working in the medical field, I was still working for DWs, but this lady, this lady, she kind of helped raise me. So the thing is that, um, both my parents were like in and out of jail. So my grandma had died when I was 15. So at that time I already had kind of met this lady. So she was more like a mother figure and she was trying to like help me figure out life. Okay. And then, um, so I started working in the medical field. The doctor had sent me to Nevada. I got, uh, you can do your administration out in Nevada, and I got it transferred back here to California. Okay. So then after that, you know, I started to become the administrator, and then I started to get, know everyone, like, in the medical field. But I was still involved in the restaurant business, even though. So it's even like throughout? Yeah. yeah. So I would work Monday through Friday in the medical field, and then Saturday and Sunday at DW's. Okay. So how I would meet a lot of people would be at DW's because a lot of people would go have breakfast there. So right. it was a breakfast spot. Okay. And then, um, after that, I ended up one of the people in the home health had turned around and told me her name was Naomi. And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you should do something for yourself. Like you got it in you. Yeah. So I yeah. think she was trying to like convince me to like, maybe
1: go into entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, probably in home health or hospice i could see because an administrator an administrator carries a high degree you're able to own it if you want you have to have an administrator when it comes to hospice home health like you have to do that but in order to get it you have to do so many hours in the field like there's a lot that goes along with it Mm -hmm. you know and so then one of my customers from dw's me and him became really good friends And I remember he invited me to his restaurant, which Mm -hmm. was Capriccio's. So I walked into Capriccio's and I remember I sat there and I sat in the front window Mm -hmm. and I told myself like, shit, I'm going to buy this place.
1: Like in my mind, Wait, was this the first time you walked into Capriccio's? (laughs) I
0: don't know. Like the environment of what it was, I told myself like, I'm going to buy this place and I'm just one of those people. Like I go off vibes.
1: Well, what is the time difference from when you said I'm going to buy this to when you actually purchased it?
0: Six years later. Okay. Wow. So as I was sitting in there, I was like, this place is going to be mine. In my mind, that's what I thought. And that's what I knew. And so I think like time kind of had progressed. And then I remember one day he told me, mijo, I'm tired. And I was like, tired of what? He's like, I think I'm ready to sell. And then I looked at him. I was like, I'll buy it. (laughs) And he's like, what? And I was like, I'll buy it. So then at that time, I remember I had went to the lady that helped raise me. Her name was Teresa. And I told her, I was like, And she's like, what? And I was like, I'm ready to go on my own. And she's like, what? And I was like, I'm ready to go on my own. I'm going to buy my own restaurant. And I knew that she already had instilled in me that education was the biggest thing. And I know that she wanted me to continue on. So I could tell she got mad. She Hmm. got mad. She literally Mm -hmm. is just like, get out. Wow. So I was like, and it was just one of those things. We had one of those relationships. I never really want to disrespect her. So e- even mm-hmm. though I, if I didn't like something she was going to tell me, I still always stood quiet because I had that respect for her. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where she's just like, get out. So the following day, I come back and I tell her, Are you still mad at me? And then she's like, No. And then she turned around and she told me, like, I talked to my husband. She's like, What do you want to buy? And then I told her, Caprichos. He wants to sell it to me for two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and so then she turned around. And she says, "Well, whatever you buy it for, I'll give you money. Wow. I don't want anything from it, but everything that you have done for me, the fact that you've helped me with my business for so long, this mm-hmm. is the least that I can do for you. And it's not like I can help you buy a home. You've already bought a home. Mm-hmm. You bought, you know, you've you've already accomplished that on your own. So if this is really what you want to do. I'm gonna help you with this." She said, because when we bought the business, it was hard. And what people don't understand, like when you buy a business. So I went and I bought this business, but no one told me I have 19 employees and I need $25,000 in payroll in there for the payroll that's going to hit. No one told me how much it costs to put $10,000 down for the lease. No one told me that Edison costs a deposit of $2,500, like no one tells you these mm-hmm. things when it become when you become an owner.
2: Yeah.
0: It was one of those things that there was a lot of surprises. So if it wasn't for the way that she helped me, the way that she did and did give me what she told me she was going to give me, it was I don't know if I would be standing where I'm standing today. So yeah. I'm very thankful, you know, for what she did for me.
2: Of course, and and I think anybody in your position would definitely be right. thankful. Um I think you hit something really important, bro, that a lot of us don't think about when going into business oh, absolutely. and by, by us, I I'm, I'm very much including myself because oh lord, lord knows <laughs> I went through shit like that when I when you know, when I chose to get into my career. Right. Nobody told me about the fees that come with, you know, with with all of this, with being a business owner, with being in business with even even a day to day, like like right. it costs money to have the op- the doors open, and nobody talks to you about these things. So I'm glad right. you I'm glad you talk about that. And I think out of all our guests, mm-hmm. you're the first, the first person that, that actually even says this. And I think that's uh that's interesting, bro, because we've had a lot of business owners on yeah. this podcast, restaurant and a lot of entrepreneurs, well. business uh, restaurant owners, but nobody's ever touched on this. And I think it's something you just you gave us something that nobody else has given us, and and this is. When we ask for a for a conversation with someone, I look for what's called a blueprint conversation. Mm-hmm. What a blueprint conversation to me is: tell me what it's really like. Right. And tell me the steps that it's going to take right. me to get there. Don't bullshit me. Don't don't right. tell me all this. Crap! No, no, no! Tell me what it's gonna cost me. I'm talking about money. It's not glamorous. It's, yeah, no, it's not. Being it's, a business owner is not fucking glamorous it's, Oh, all. Mm-hmm. It, it is, is tough. Not. The business owner. I think people forget that as entrepreneurs and as business owners, we are the last people to get, to get paid. paid. We mm-hmm. are the last people to get paid. Yes. And 100, we are the last people at the damn business trying to make it happen. Exactly. Nine out of ten times, you're in the office trying to stay afloat. And when someone hurts, or in the in the in the kitchen or whatever right. it is, you're you're trying to stay afloat. You're just trying to. All you're doing is fuck. I got to pay my employees. Like I got to pay but my it's team. Not,
0: yeah. The thing about it is it's not so much just employees that you have to deal with. You're yeah. dealing with employee. You're dealing with paying the bills. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with certain personalities that don't mix. Oh, you're shit. dealing yep. how I feel. Everyone tells me, oh, how come you haven't had kids yet? And I think to myself, because I have 19 kids now.
1: <laughs>
0: In reality, how like. How employees yeah.
1: do you have at Capricios. Y-
0: yeah. When Capricios is fully open. It's about nineteen in gotcha. total. Wow, and, the and
1: thing, that was from zero but, to nineteen. No, right now it's like five. No, no I'm saying yeah. when you like you you came from having no restaurant. from having right. no right. restaurant, exactly. no employees. Yeah. Boom.
2: You got to deal with nineteen different
1: personalities, nineteen, 19 different, different opinions, yeah. nineteen right. different needs. You have to wear right. a lot of scheduling. Hats. Like, ah, oh, dude. Lord. But there's there's something really beautiful in that, Jojo, and it's something that. That I learned at a younger age, uh, not younger, I was about 24 years old when I learned this, but there's a saying that ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. Oh, of course. Like, if you would have been, there's a lot of people that overthink these situations, people that want to start a restaurant, people that want to start anything in general, but they kind of stick, they stay frozen in the thoughts. Right. As opposed to you, who you had that, I guess you had that vision, you had that dream six years, you said six years prior, right? Right. Prior to actually opening it, and once you had that opportunity, you didn't even hesitate for a second. Right. You just, you didn't even speak it into existence. You literally just did it. Right. Like you, it was like your ignorance on fire. That you know,
0: I can tell you this much: when I got involved in the business, everyone told me this. This was the one thing I heard all the time. Do you know how hard it is
1: oh, in a yeah. restaurant
0: business owning a restaurant? That was the first thing that everyone told me.
1: Do you know what's the first thing I heard from a restaurant owner? Do you know how you get to a to to a million dollars in a restaurant? You start with two million. Like, every, like, like I see where you're coming from. I'll tell you this much. My first year,
0: my first year, I hit past a million just in sales. Okay. Wow. My first year. Yeah. How long have you guys been open? Um, I've owned it now going, I'm going on, what, four years now? Really? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, my first year. Now, right now, obviously, I'm going through a very hard struggle. But Of course. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone is. You know, but imagine me looking at the books on what some, what these owners previous made before me, which I'm not trying to knock them, you know, I'm not trying, I have a lot of love for them. They gave me an opportunity that I will always be thankful for. That is for sure. You know, the guy trusted in me. The biggest thing about him is when he, his wife or girlfriend, she's a wife now, but at that time, she's the one who kind of ran the show he's the one who made the opportunity happen. Like if this is really what I wanted to do, you know, but I could see she kind of ran the show. Yeah. So it was one of those things that I remember it was him, her, and then myself and my partner. And we had went out there and we sat down with them and like, I kind of told her of like where I came from, what my struggle kind of was. And I remember we both looked at each other and we just kind of like cried because she understood that struggle. Yeah. So it was one of those things that when they were going to sell this restaurant, they wanted to sell it to someone who knew the Mm -hmm. business because of the fact that they already had had more than one Capriccios. And every time it seemed for it to be sold to someone, they ended up bankrupt either in the first months or the first year. And that was their biggest fear of it falling into the wrong hands and the same thing happening again. Yeah. So it was one of those things that I remember I told her, I don't have a choice. Once I take this on, And this is the direction I'm going, I'm going to succeed. There's no failing for me, you know? So it's kind of what we're going on with COVID now. Like it's, it's hard. It's hard for all the restaurant owners. And it's one of those things that even though it is gone hard, I've had to figure out ways on how do I push myself forward? How do I hold this face up high during all of this? And I think what prepared me for that was Mm -hmm. that same lady that I was telling you about, imagine she helped raise me since I was 15. She died within 30 days of escrow when I bought capriccius. Wow. Wow. So I had, I just lost my best friend Mm -hmm. that was like my mom and I still had to hold, a face for every one of my employees and not look sad, not look depressed just so that I can continue on with this business. Mm -hmm. And the sad part is we didn't know she had cancer. How we found out she had cancer was, I ended up moving DW's right next to uh, Johnson Drive. Mm -hmm. So we had to get out because the landlord had sold the lease to Starbucks. So we got in a lawsuit and there was things that had been settled, we got that taken care of, and we ended up winning our part of what we won from that situation. Mm -hmm. And then during that time, I was in escrow for Capriccios, still working on rebuilding the new place Mm -hmm. and fighting with the city about getting the permits because it takes a lot. When you open a restaurant and even moving it and starting from scratch, you have to talk to the city, you have to talk to the health department, and they don't communicate to one another. So it's one of those things where you have to do the communication for both. So you have an inspector that comes in from the city that does an overview, and then you have an inspector that comes from the health department that does an overview. And both of you give, they both give you a list that you have to go through to turn around and satisfy all the needs of everything, but neither one talked to each other. They're just talking to you, and then you got to turn around and say, the city gave me this paper, the health department gave me this paper, this is what needs to be done. And you got to fulfill it. So I had all that responsibility on top of her passing. Mm.
2: man i think uh oh, man i i got chills and i got a little bit like ah like I, I I got stuck for a second there you said something that i think when you're when you're we as humans bro i think we we perform the best when we're kind of pinned up against the wall right when we have no choice and to me it sounds like your success with capricio's is is really been not because you bought it not because you had the opportunity right. no 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 like forget all of that part but just the simple fact that that you don't know any other way but up. Right. I mean, I think that, and I speak from very personal experience, man. When when you hit rock bottom or when you're in a situation where you just don't, there's no way to get lower than that. There's, you don't know anything else but up. Like, you don't know anything else but, no, I have to succeed. It's not a thing about, let's throw money up and, right. and see what happens. Like, no, it's like, this is my livelihood. This is what I got. And it's going to happen because I'm going to make it fucking happen. Right. It's no longer a choice of, of oh, maybe or no, fuck that maybe. Fuck the, 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 oh, we'll see what happens. No, none of that. Right. And I think that's the reason why you've seen success. And you also mentioned something about how, you know, you saw more success than the previous owners. Right. I think it's all a mentality thing and right. really being able mm-hmm. to see your demographics, see the, the the type of clientele that you have and cater to your clientele. Right. Not being so focused on, on no, this is the way I do things. This is the way things are. No, no, fuck that. We need to understand that we have to cater to our clients, cater to those who are coming and, and putting food on our table. I know that, yes, it sounds funny. We're the ones serving to them, right? right. In, your, in your case. But at the end of the day, they're the ones that are putting steak in, on your plate.
0: Well, what I always tell my employees is this. It's, it's one of those things that I own my business. Mm -hmm. Yes, I own my business. Well, Mm -hmm. technically, it's a corporation. The corporation owns it. But regardless of that, that I'm not the only one that owns it. The real people that own it are your customers. So at the end of the day, what I always tell my employees is that I want them to feel like they're at home. Mm -hmm. You do whatever it is that you can. If there's something that they don't like, then we'll figure out how to fix it. There's no need for us to fight with them. Uh, And and believe me, in the medical field as well, like Mm -hmm. some people... It's hard. Some people are hard to deal with, but there doesn't need to be a fight about it. I'm not yeah. going to waste my time arguing with you about you thought that you didn't like that. If you didn't like it, say you didn't like it. Okay, let's figure out what we need to do to make you feel comfortable because I don't want you to walk out of this door unhappy. Mm-hmm. And that has always been in my mind. And what I've learned over the years, seeing about how other people work is, you know, some owners will get offended by it. I don't get offended by it. If there's, not something, if there's something that we're doing and you don't like it, as long as you express what you didn't like, then I can see where I can fix it. That is the difference for me and other people not willing to take that criticism. But I'm willing to take it. But you just got to communicate it to me. Mm-hmm. Right. That is the biggest thing. So I can understand where I can fix it. So a lot of the customers, I already had my following from DWs. So when I left DWs, they came and followed me there. Mm-hmm. When I left, the, when I uh, worked, In the medical field, all the medical field. When I first opened, everybody came to see me from the nursing homes to the clinics to everyone. I had so much support. I could not be more grateful. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of love for them. I really do. So it's just one of those things that I want to know that if you're coming to my place, you're going to leave full and you're going to leave happy. That is my goal. And my staff knows that. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think that's a that's a really smart way to um, to see things because you're right. I've never heard anyone say that the owners are the client, the customers, and but realistically, it's true, man. It is. Uh, the the owners are the ones who kind of pay your bills. They they're the ones that pay the bills. They're the ones that help you pay the empl- the 19 right. employees. Right. They're the, the ones that, that bet you. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they they bet on you. Right. If you exactly. think about it, it's right. like they're betting on you, and I think it's 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 amazing to hear how. I really consider your way of thinking um, for your business a very humble way of thinking, and I think that's that's great. You have a very um, strong personality, and I can I can, away, <laughs> I can see that from a mile away. I can see that from um, a mile away. Your personality. I'm very is. passionate. I mean, if you, you, if you speak uh, very passionate. I, I.
0: Yeah. And if I believe in something, I'm gonna stick to it. I, th- yeah. I, th-
1: I think this is a perfect time to segue into our next part of the conversation, just because a lot of these different points that we're covering—you being, you know, like a, an animated, opinionated person with strong, uh, a strong mm-hmm. personality—you being a fighter, you know, fighting at DWs, fighting right. for that piece right there, fighting from when you were a kid because of the way you grew right. up, fighting in the beginning of your journey with Capricious, and now fighting now, right? Like it, it all segues to kind of the conversation that we're leading up to right now, and. So there's this video that you released January 1st. Oh, yeah, that one. Correct. And this video went uh, viral in the local community because it was Mm -hmm. you having very strong opinions and not just very strong opinions, but very sincere opinions about what your thoughts are on what's happening right now with. uh, You were very specific about your business and how you are operating and how there have been, I guess, closures and not allowing you guys to operate at full capacity. So. What kind of, a uh, I guess, inspired you to release this video?
0: I was put in a situation where I had my colleagues, which are all of some of the owners. Mm-hmm. We had gotten together and we were figuring out what should we do because we were all put in a situation where financially we were getting hit everywhere.
1: Yes, we're getting like slaughtered hammered. hammered hard.
0: You know, the landlords weren't giving us a break.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, You know, it's not like we can call Edison and say, hey, like, we don't want to pay it right now. Like and you have all these vendors that, you know, things need to get paid. So it was one of those things that the way I felt about it, this is like my feeling about mm-hmm. it. I'm not speaking for anybody else. I'm saying for myself, I'm I'm young. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that when I was talking to some of these other owners that had, you know, from Pete's, like Mm -hmm. the lady there, I love her. She's such a sweet lady, you know, um, cafe fury, the two sisters, like, you know, they're older and I don't mean any disrespect by it, but seeing them spend all their life into this business and seeing them tell me, I don't know you know, if we're going to make it through this, if it continues on Mm -hmm. at that point, like, I felt like I had to say something and do something about it. But I also felt like I was stuck because of the fact that I'm still involved in the medical field. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the medical field has supported me so much through this situation. I've had Mm -hmm. so many nurses. I've had, you know, the nursing homes, like so much support that I felt like before I can make an honest decision on Mm -hmm. what I was going to do, I needed to speak also to my following. Because once again, it comes to the simple fact of, I feel Mm -hmm. that my customers own my business too. Mm -hmm. So without me going public and saying, what is it that you want me to do? Do you want me to stand back, stay quiet, or do you want me to fight? I want to know what you want me to do. And that was the biggest reason of why I went on there. I know that people felt... Some people didn't agree with the video. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was telling Sky.
1: Did you see that more people agreed with it or that disagreed with it?
0: I felt more people agreed with me. Okay. Because scientifically, scientifically, there was no proven facts that outside dining had any cause to spreading this virus. And mm-hmm. the thing that people were not realizing, okay, let's shut down all of the restaurants. Fine. So be it. But when I was going to Walmart, there Bro. people are not.
1: Six feet apart. And what people don't realize
0: is that for restaurant owners, we get hammered by the health department. The health department comes Mm -hmm. into a restaurant and says, this sanitizer needs to be here. You need to do this. Like they give you a list of things for you to do. So to me, me knowing what we go through for the to get approved by the health department, then to see what some of these stores were doing inside our thing, it's like, you, it's like you already get a permit, right? You have a legal permit that you get from the health department. So we were getting a permit. We have our legal permit. And then they gave us a checklist of everything we needed to have because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Not only did we get a checklist, we got a checklist for the inside. And then when outside dining, we had another checklist. We had to turn around and satisfy them. They mm-hmm. came with rulers to check how distance the tables were. So
1: Wow, really? That's really?
0: Really? Wow. It's that detailed. So to me, I was pissed off. And the way I felt about it is people don't understand where we're coming from. So mm-hmm. someone has to speak on it. Someone has to open up about it. And that's how I felt about it. I said, there's no way. I'm, I'm going to talk about this because how can Walmart, Target, all these places have lines of people? There's no separation. And think about it. Say you walk into Target and you turn around and you see a towel you like. You go, you grab that towel. Mm-hmm. But then your wife, girlfriend decides she doesn't want you to get the towel. So you end up putting that towel back. You touched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You already you already touched it. You know what I mean? So that's the thing that I'm telling you. Like, to me, how can they say that we were not safe? And these places were safe. It didn't make sense to me. None of it made sense on how they put the blame on restaurants. And then what ended up happening after that is people started ordering. There was a holiday, and I swear to God, I had one order that had 16
1: orders. And guess where they're going to go eat that? At the house. And and there is scientific evidence that spreading is not coming from the outside, but it's coming from eating inside. inside. Exactly. Humans are social creatures.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you hit very valid points there. And I'm, I'm actually very happy and, and, and glad and um, really happy overall that you shared your opinion. I watched a portion of it. I didn't watch the entire thing. I watched a portion of it. I watched it like four times. I was I was watching it here in my office. Um, uh, but I, I think you made some very valid points, especially, you know, what you're saying right now, too. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen the video, I, I uh, invite you guys to check it out. Um. But I think you make some very, very valid points. I mean, I myself, I, I still have to go to the store and, and do things. And right. Shit, man. I've, I've, I've had to tell people like, hey, stay the fuck back. Right. Get the fuck off of me. Like, like. Right. you're literally on my fucking ass. Right. Like, I've had to ask people, like, can you stay six right. feet apart from me? Like, uh, some people don't take that serious. To, so to now that I'm, I'm hearing this from you and, and now analyzing what, what I see out and, you know, when I'm out and about – I agree with you, man. It's like, okay, why are you blaming it on one thing when it's not even that one thing and and you have this other thing going on and, like, you guys don't even – you can't – I feel like what's happening right now is that a bunch of – they're just looking for somewhere to point the finger to. Right. When, realistically speaking, I think the only place where there's fingers that should be pointed is people's houses. Right. Because – Nobody stopped anybody from from going and doing things. I mean, I still Nothing. see parties bro, I still see parties going on. I still see oh, fucking we're going there, we're going there. People yes. are getting married still. People right. are doing shit still. <laughs> um why the fuck are liquor stores open and not food places? Like, come on, like like these are things that I'm trying to understand.
0: Why are and, big chains open? Exactly. Yeah. Why are why? big
2: chains open and, and small mom and pop's businesses right. closed? Like that's what I'm trying to understand here. And and, and the
0: thing is like, it's not just if you take the time to think it's not just restaurants Mm -hmm. because I don't want people, my thing too, the way I felt about it, what I made clear to on that video was I want to know, I didn't want, this lady still did it anyways. What really bothered me about this one lady, because the way I felt about it is at the end of my video, I left an open end question. Mm -hmm. I gave people the opportunity and I understood, that some people were not going to agree. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't like about this one lady is she went on Yelp. Yelp, I hate Yelp. And the reason why I hate Yelp the most is this, is because as business owners, it doesn't give us a chance to really... Respond like mm-hmm. we have yeah. to take this long thing to try to fix whatever mm-hmm. is going on. And with Yup, it just gives the people to give their opinion, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then the all way the fucking I- Karens right? And then I feel about that. I feel like if you do respond right away, people are saying, Oh, you're a crazy owner. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you defend yourself, you're crazy. If you don't say yourself something, you're you're mm-hmm. you're more crazy. So, how this one lady. Who saw my video.
1: Okay? I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I saw it on Yelp. <laughs> and she left. But on not Yale. only did
0: she. At the end of her comment. She turned around and told me. Fuck you and your family. That's what she said at the end. And I, I, I had to read this thing three times. And as a nurse. You learn to understand. Right. That people are going to go to you. Because they're sick or they're ill. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I needed to just understand that lady was going through something. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't like her comment, I had to just let her give her opinion. I just wish she would have did it on the platform that I gave it to her for. That's Mm -hmm. what that platform was. Not to go on Yelp, you know. And, And like I said, she said, oh, you know that you were selfish because you gave your opinion on that. I never turned around and said that this wasn't real. It's real. Mm-hmm. I understand right. that the virus is real. And I've never in the front said as well, I'm in the front line. I understand that. Not only that, but my husband also works for one of the main hospitals here. Mm-hmm. He was getting home late because he was making sure that he was giving vaccines to all the rest of the other nurses. Mm-hmm. So I am affected by this. Then more than what people know, my niece, she finished her RN degree right in the middle of COVID and straight went and worked inside the hospital. I had to deal with a situation where she called me the other day telling me, Theo, how do you deal when someone dies? Because I'm starting to think, could I have done more? And I said, no, you're a great nurse. Mm -hmm. You're always going to feel that because that's human nature. Mm -hmm. You're always going to feel that way because it's human nature. Don't let that take from you from not being a great nurse because you're a great nurse. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just one of those things that people can't tell me I'm not affected by this and that I'm selfish for my opinion. Mm -hmm. What I did is I was stuck in a situation. If I really wanted to be selfish, I would have went against the grain and just said, F it. Let's turn around and cause this trouble downtown. Let's open. Mm-hmm. Let's turn around. I think I have enough following to cause a lot of damage, but I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's not this that wasn't the goal of what was going on here. Mm-hmm. And the way I feel about it is some people took the perception of it, what they wanted, and the others took it another way and some understood what I was trying to basically say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I really like about that video is that, like you mentioned earlier, you have a very, very special perspective that very few restaurant owners and even people in the medical field will understand because you, you're coming from both sides. Both sides. You're affected on both sides right? and you're affected very heavily financially on one side and very emotionally and just personally on one right. side. So you're being attacked from all sides at once. And like Rico said in the beginning, what happens when, you know, you're pushed against the corner? Yeah. You're like, and 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 then just by nature, you are a fighter. You're somebody that's going to defend himself. And you're very vocal. Just look at what you're wearing, bro. Like, your outfit is phenomenal. Thanks. Just, <laughs> it, it, like Rico said, it's, it's very loud. It's very yeah. loud and it's very you. It makes sense why you released right. that video. And I personally, it might be an unpopular opinion, but I agree with it 100% and wholeheartedly. Just because at least I'm not in the restaurant industry. I'm not in the medical field. But as a consumer, I do see the effects that it's had. And I've made, I'm have made. i making it a mission to support small businesses, especially restaurants. At least once a week with my girlfriend, we go out and eat yeah. just because we see the real impact that it's having. And I just uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I appreciate you releasing that video. Thank you. Yeah.
2: No, I think that's that's you hit some really uh, important uh, topics on there, some very important facts. Here's my opinion on Yelpers and on... <laughs> Y'all need to just shut the fuck up, honestly. Like whoever's on on Yelp talking all this bullshit, you guys need to just shut the fuck up and and understand that. Look, okay, it's not always gonna be perfect, and just because somebody has a different opinion than you right. doesn't mean that you have to go say fuck your family. Like, no, come on, y'all, right. like, stop acting like fucking children, or you're gonna get treated like children. Right. Like, like some I was I went on there right now, and I was looking at at Yelp as we're talking here, and I'm like, dude, some of you guys are acting like privileged ass motherfuckers, like. Like, stop it. Like, there's really no point for people to be acting this way. All you're doing is sharing an opinion. Right. Like, this is your opinion of what you think. And the worst part is it is that
0: she commented on mine, okay? Right. Then she went on Casabella. And then she even went on um, Nick the Greek. So she got all three of us in the same day. This lady literally went out of her day to literally get all of us. And that's
2: that's that to me, is that's stupid. It's like, are you are you seriously like like you have to not be OK up here like in your head uh-huh. or you have to just like not be OK mentally? Because for, for it's just like wh- how do you have enough time to be doing that bullshit? Like like why do you have enough time to be right. doing that bullshit? Right. Like that. And, and anyway, man, I, I really am happy that you shared your opinion um and not just for yourself, but for city officials to see it. Because right. I think more city officials and more more people of power need to start seeing that. We as a people here in Ventura County, business owners, we're not going to take the bullshit. Right. Yes, we're taking our, you know, we're, we're being uh, uh, proactive about right. doing what we can. For example, me, I'm, I'm in my office. I don't see people, but I get tested once a week. Why? Because I want to make sure that I'm okay, not just for myself, but for my family. Right. And if I come across any type of people, you know what I mean? So I'm being proactive about what I have to do. I really don't let people in my office. I'm, I'm stuck in my office. It's just me. So I'm, I'm trying to do what I can, but I still, I can't stop living my life. Right. Like I can't, you know what I mean? I wear my mask when I'm out. I'm always fucking sanitizing my hands. I don't touch my face. I do what they're asking. But at the same time, it's like some people, one thing I've learned about business and, and about life in general is that we cannot please everybody 100%. We and can't. I'm 100% okay with that. I'm okay with that because I'm not here to please everybody 100%. There's people that are going to like you. There's people that are not going to like you. I'm going to go ahead and focus on the people that like me. Right. And the people that I should be doing business with, Mm -hmm. not on those that that think they're no Fuck that. Get the fuck out of here. You're going to be negative. Go be negative over there. Go have a pity party up in your house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Go talk your bullshit in your house because you're the king or queen of that place. Right. But out here in the real world, honey, get out of my way. Right. You're either running with me or you're running against
1: me. Right. So Rico Rico made a really good point that I want to touch on right before we jump out. You said you cannot please everybody. Of course. That video. It was very vocal. And right. I guess my question to you is, did you have any repercussions from it? Did anything negative come to you specifically from Besides it? Besides that comment. Besides that comment, because we know that uh, Anton from Nick the Greek was also being very vocal. And he was getting a lot of backlash, a lot of support, a right. lot of beautiful support from everybody. But he was also getting it. It seemed from an outside consumer perspective, like he was also getting targeted. So did you see any any of those things happening specifically to you?
0: Mm, no i don't think so the only thing that was a little discouraging was the simple fact is i think because i was so vocal about a lot of things i know that the city manager you know made it clear to us the people in downtown Mm -hmm. that if we did open when he needed to follow the rules the state rules that they were basically going to pull the permits from us Mm. so it was one of those things that a lot of us owners had to really thoroughly think, what was the smart decision to do? Because if we turn around and go against the grain and and look at, you know, the thing is that the city posted in our, or they posted an article in the Ventura Times that the city now is suing 18 businesses. Did you guys see that?
1: No, I didn't. You didn't see that. The city. The city. You can wow. pull it up right now. Pull Ventura. The city is po- what the suing this? businesses that are struggling, really.
0: Yes. Wow. So the count—it's the county. So the county is going to basically sue the businesses that are going against the grain, that went against the grain during the pandemic.
2: Wow. And Ventura County filed charges against four gyms yeah. and a wow.
0: Did you see that? Holy so shit. imagine, we as restaurant owners, we all got together that mm-hmm. day. We all got together. Before all this started, there were so many restaurant owners. I didn't even know half of them. What I realized is I'm the youngest <laughs> in the game. But, you know, like a lot of them are really good people and they've wasted a lot of time fighting for their business all these years to lose it like this. They've wasted yeah. a lot of time, like they staying away from their families. Like there's so much to be given, you know. So before that article was published, we all had a meeting saying we're going to fight. We're going to we're going to do what we need to do for our business. But when we heard an advocate for the city manager came and just basically said, "If you guys decide to do this, we will pull all of the permits." And so it's like I told some of the other people as restaurant owners like, "We got to thoroughly think what we're going to do because if he mm-hmm. pulls these permits, what is the first thing that opens when we first started they gave us outside dining so mm-hmm. if they pull the permits for this then what do we have nothing yeah. we're back again to square one mm-hmm.
2: so let me ask you this um with with everything that you're doing and you know what 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 you did with that video and, and just kind of the way that you've been vocalizing your opinion realistically speaking what is your goal like what what is what is your goal as a, a business owner in ventura county what is your goal with getting everyone together, with sharing your opinion. What is it really? Are you- My
0: goal was to fight to at least have outside dining. Right. So now that this is given to us, back to us, mm-hmm. uh, and think about it. Now, don't you think it's a little weird that the numbers were so high, okay, these numbers were so high of all these people getting infected. And one thing I said in my video that I know a lot of people didn't like was the simple fact is yes. You did come out positive, but you weren't showing any symptoms because that was happening. That was definitely happening. 100%. No one can tell me not. I was looking at results. Mm -hmm. I was seeing results. you're in the field. (laughs) Right. So I was seeing them, you know. So it was one of those things where I kind of felt we were fighting for this. And this is what we were fighting for. And that was the end goal of it. Because understand that this to-go stuff some of us were making a hundred dollars a night. People don't realize like to be downtown, some of the rents are seven, $8,000 a month. Yeah. The rents.
2: Yeah. Prime real estate, baby.
0: You know? Yep. So it's just one of those things where we were stuck in that situation. All we wanted was to do the outside dining. So mm-hmm. now that we got that, we're not here to fight or be against the city. That was never my goal. That was never their goal. And that's our.
2: never the message. Yeah. Right
0: our end message was to give us something back that was rightfully ours because scientifically there was nothing proven Mm -hmm. that we could not be open like that. Why? And the way I felt about it was Newsom turned around and said, you know what? This is what it is. It's We're going to close the restaurants. And I felt like you said earlier, he was looking for a finger to point. Yeah. And what people don't realize is these city officials, these city Mm -hmm. officials, they have their position because we put them in their position. They, they work I feel for that they the work people. For yeah. Right. And if you don't understand politics, you don't understand that part. It's like with Newsom. You know, there's that situation where right now they're doing the petition to get him out. I'm for that. The fact that he didn't take any consideration mm-hmm. for his people at all. And all he was saying was, you know what, we're going to do this. And I don't even, it, to me, the way I felt about it, okay, honestly, is he went out in Napa, had a dinner with no mask on, no nothing, and turned around and ate when the closure first started. What example yeah. is that?
1: Oh, and he also kept his winery open. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: What example is that? Yeah. So you weren't doing it to save mm-hmm. the people. You were doing it to fulfill your part of the job and be done with it. Correct. But in reality, you should have been looking for your people.
1: We of are course. the people. Mm-hmm. Right. I so, agree with you. So uh, from time to time I like to play devil's advocate just mm-hmm. to kinda like see it from another perspective. Oh, so, here I wanna, we so I wanna go. So I want to play it from okay, like you know mm. the, the city officials could have handled <laughs> it a lot better, but I want to know at any point th- which I believe can help their case. At any point, did they reach out to No. Oh. I, uh, they that, reached that out it.
0: that was the that was the most disappointing part. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. I would never treat any of the city officials a certain way. There is this one guy that actually like works for downtown. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Like he held, he hosts all the events for downtown and he was the only one who was making an attempt to check in with us to see how we were
1: we were doing. But he doesn't work
0: for the city. He works for the city, but it's not like, how do you say
2: so there was never really, a, from what I'm understanding, there was never really an Support. attempt from the county of Ventura or from the city of Ventura to communicate with you as a restaurant owner. I think owners. the city
0: manager should have reached out to us. Like, I mean, it, so it there was was no, Hold on,
2: hold on. Give me one second here. I'm sorry. To, I don't mean to. But there was really no attempt ever, at least from your knowledge, there was no attempt from city officials to get in contact with business owners, restaurant business owners.
0: Not that I know of.
2: Wow. I know that that... restaurant
0: owners had reached out to him, but you guys never got, but we never really got us uh, what we were looking for. Yeah. And all we were basically looking for, all we wanted was just for him to say, hey, I know you guys are going through this, but we're going to get through this together. And it didn't yeah, feel like just that.
2: finding some sort of common ground right. or figuring out a way that's going to work. It didn't have for, to be hostile. Everyone. Right.
0: It didn't. Ha- we didn't have to go through all this behind his back to get the owners all together.
2: Right. Well, I think I think as a as a county, as a city, as a as a people here in, in our county, um, we can learn a lot from this conversation. We can learn a lot about how community is extremely important. It Coming is. together is extremely important. And trying to find common ground is extremely important. And I feel that if that would have been done in your guys's industry, there would have been so much less drama, so much right. less uh, BS and beating around. the But no, like, just let's find common ground. Right. Let's figure this out. Let's talk to your landlords too. Right. Because bills continue to right. to be paid and, and you guys had to figure it out too. So I definitely feel for you guys in the restaurant industry. Um, and I really hope that moving forward, um, there is a better way of doing things. Obviously with this is kind of one of those things that in our lifetime, we've never experienced. Right. So,
0: And that's the one thing that I take in consideration. I right. understand the fact that they do have a lot of pressure as being a nurse. You have a lot of pressure, even being an owner, a manager, you get a lot of pressure. So I do understand the fact of them having a lot of pressure and Mm -hmm. I don't take that. And I understand that they were dealing with something they've never dealt with before.
1: Right. So I don't. So were you.
0: Right. So it's just one of those things that, like I said, like he said, we just needed some kind of common ground. Right. And it just felt like nothing was getting done. Nothing. There was no conversation. It was just. It was like weird. It the way this whole situation played out was weird.
1: And right. Do you feel now, not now, as a business owner, do you think things are better now? Mm. You know, there have been openings. Restaurants are right. allowed to open. Restrictions have been loosened up. But does that make it better for you, or is, are you still looking for, I guess, something better, more communication?
0: I don't know okay i don't know I, I don't know about that one
2: i think it's a little too early still yeah, right? to to really say that because you guys right. just opened right when right. what Two, three days ago wednesday yeah right. oh, mm-hmm. shit yesterday right yesterday <laughs> holy shit today's for those of you that don't know we're recording this on a thursday mm-hmm. but wow yeah you guys i think yeah i think it is a little too early to right to figure that out but man i wish i wish and i truly wholeheartedly hope that um things are handled a little differently in the city for you guys because i really feel that in ventura the life of our kind of our oh, thing is downtown man right I, I, I love downtown I've been working here for a little bit over a year but even previous to that um I love downtown and what I love the most about downtown Ventura is that it kind of feels like uh like you're in a big city but you're not Right. It kind of feels mm-hmm. like you're in a I don't know to me to me even I love Ventura County I love Oxnard I love uh, I'm, I'm from born and raised in Oxnard so I'm always gonna put Oxnard number one, mm-hmm. um but I love Ventura I love Oxnard shit I love Santa Paula I love Fillmore I love I love our areas Camarillo yeah. too, and um it makes me really uh kind of sad to to see everyone going through this because. I mean luckily in my business i haven't really seen much of i mean obviously things are a little different but i haven't seen as big of a struggle but i really feel for the business owners and i i never wish anything bad on anyone and i i wholeheartedly want everybody to get back on their feet and shit, i just want to go back to normal man right i just i just want to go back to shit, telling my coworkers, hey let's go to downtown for a couple hours and right. you know kind of just hang out and and go drink a few beers and go hang out at a few of our favorite restaurants and a, lot, a beautiful thing about downtown, too, is that shit, man, like so you see business owners there, right. Right? like you walk in and like, you're right. like you know, you, you know, some of the business owners and you say what's up. And sometimes if, if they have a little bit of extra time, they tell you a little bit about the industry that they're in. They tell yeah. you a little bit about how they started their business. And you get to really develop a, a a really close relationship with some of these people. So hearing this, man, it's um in a sense, it touches my heart. And um, I'm happy that you guys are able to to get back to business or at least in a, in a way, kind of get back to business. Um, Right. I personally look forward to going and spending some of my daytime Mm -hmm. out in uh, downtown Ventura, man. I, I'm going to have to go to your restaurant. I'm going to have to go to the saloon. I love the saloon. (laughs) I'm always hanging out there. I always used to hang out there. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to definitely visit a few of the other restaurants that I love there, but I'm glad that, you know, things are opening up again, um, slowly, but surely I feel that we're going to get back to a position where we used to be in definitely not back to what we used to know was normal but right. um i think we're going to do the it's best it's going to be
0: honestly i think it's going to be a long time till yeah it's mm-hmm, going to be a while it's going to be a normal yeah it's gonna,
2: definitely going to be a while but tell me this man what besides the fact that you haven't been able to open and 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 you've been going through the struggle of paying your bills what would you say was was throughout this entire covid and maybe even throughout from opening four years ago, what has been your biggest struggle and how did you overcome this struggle? Being I, a business owner.
0: I think through the entire time of me being an owner, the hardest part for me was having to let some of the staff go. Mm.
1: Because what people
0: don't realize is that a, I feel that man. a lot of the staff, like some of them are on working visas. I yeah. had one kid, who was working for me that was on a working visa. I love this guy. He was such a good guy, good employee, but I couldn't keep him anymore. Mm -hmm. And he was looking for a job. He couldn't find it. So with the working visa, like if you don't, if you're not working, it, it tends to expire because they ask Mm -hmm. you for all this documentation and people don't, if you don't work with people that have that kind of permits and stuff, like, you know, it was hard for me to see the kid go. I felt bad. Yeah. That was the hardest part. I think out of all these years that I worked, having to let some of these staff members go and not because I wanted to, but because I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. That was the hard part for me out of everything was that part.
2: Jojo, I think this the reason why I asked this man is because I—I I, um I don't judge people based off of what other people tell me. I don't judge uh-huh. people based off of your image. I don't judge people based off of anything, but. The way that you treat other people. And I feel that with you telling me this, it, it shows me you have a huge heart, Jojo. And it shows me that you're not really in this. Yes, it's a good business, I'm sure. And when it's doing good, you're making really right. good money and, and uh, paying the bills and some. Right. But it, it shows me that you don't just care about yourself here. You're not just, it's not a selfish thing. It's um, If really that's been your hardest struggle, that I find... It's kind of like a, a sour patch sour and sweet um it's sour because obviously you had to let go of right. someone that probably needed this job right. but it's also sweet because i get to kind of get a feel for how you are as a person realistically your your fear wasn't or your what hurt you wasn't that you let them go or or, or losing the money no no no, it wasn't that it was a fact that you had someone right. you know you couldn't employ them anymore right. so um i take off my hat to that i'm not wearing a hat right now but if i had one i would take it off because that is um i respect that and it speaks volumes of who you are as a person bro
1: thanks so jojo we're about to wrap up this podcast man i'm very uh honored that you gave us the opportunity to you know like dive into your mind and really see the way that things you know how your brain operates because like me and rico said we we've had you on the radar for quite a while we had uh, people that we've interviewed in the past recommend you because of that very same reason so i followed you as you know i tend to do when i'm starting to do my right. research on people and we start seeing how you operate how you are in your regular life and i guess how you operate <laughs> your business and right. it's a you're an interesting person you're an, you're an interesting person and i say this i say this with like the utmost like respect possible like he's a very interesting person anybody that is listening to this podcast and knows him personally knows this to be true and Now that me and Rico got to sit down with you and got to like really dive into your mind and that like ending statement of you caring for your employees and that being one of the hardest, the hardest thing that, that, that was, that you had to deal with as a business owner. It's, it's admirable because 2020 wasn't easy for business owners at all. Like it was like a shit show. Right. And that being the hardest thing that, and you didn't even hesitate to answer that. Right. It's a very admirable thing. So, uh, um, my hat's off to you as well. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Yeah, sure that's that.
2: really something that we can uh, we can definitely respect. And for those of you listening, can learn from. Mm-hmm. Something we can learn from. It's not always about the money, gente. It's not always about how much money you have in your pocket. I think it's, um, I personally, think to me, it's more about how you impact people's mm-hmm. Where
0: that kind of comes from is I know what it is to have nothing, and I know what it is to have everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. The way I look at money, it's going to come and go. So to me, I could have turned around... If I were to turn around and lost the business, I knew what it exactly it is to start it. Yeah. I'll just have to start all over again. Mm-hmm, but yeah. the biggest part I said for me was having these bonds. Like I said in the beginning, some of them, I look at them like they're my kids. Of course. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. knowing that I couldn't provide for them because, you know, y- people don't realize like you spend mm-hmm. a lot of time with your employees. Yeah. And yeah. More than people. And more you than your family. With, right. Yeah, more than your family. Yeah. So it was hard. That was mm-hmm. really a struggle for me.
2: Definitely. Well, thank you for sharing that, man. Definitely. Thank you for sharing that. But we're now approaching the part of the podcast where we give you the open floor. Mm -hmm. If, uh, there's any projects, if there's anything cool, anything exciting coming up, if there's going to be like the Rico pancakes or whatever you (laughs) want to call them, Uh, trying to throw it out there. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. Talking about pancakes.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm working on a project. Okay. Um, i the one that kind of came with the project. So someone told me of a business adventure that was going on. I made an offer for the business. Oh. And I'm going to be partner up with three main players. Okay. Oh. I was always taught like in business, like you don't need much. Uh, to me, the way I feel, and I hope it doesn't sound arrogant, but I don't really see much at people as competition. Mm-hmm. Now, are there people I would want to work with? Of course. You know, but to say that there's much competition, like I'm my own competition. Mm -hmm. That's period. That's just how I feel about things. So there are three main players right now that I know that are in the field that are making and one of them I'll give a shout out to is um Palmer. Chef Palmer. Mm. Oh Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Oh shit.
2: Here we go, guys. Here we go. I'm excited about this. And
0: the second person is Diego. Okay. Oh,
2: you guys hear this shit? Okay. Bro, I think I'm, I'm I think I'm too hyped the fuck up, bro. I, I got <laughs> so, so much love for them. Oh, but So,
0: we're ah. actually planning I invited them into opening up a uh, Besso Cafe.
1: Beso Cafe, okay. Yeah.
0: Diego came up with the name, <laughs> bro. <Yeah.
2: laughs> so, oh my goodness, Yamevil. I already see myself I'm closing my eyes. I'm already seeing. <laughs> myself.
0: Our goal with this is to make because in Ventura Fuck. County,
1: Beso Cafe. Ooh, okay. Where is
0: there to go to brunch? Like everyone has to go where Fuck, to? Fuck, I used um, to go.
1: You know what? I
2: used to go to. Which, by the way, like I, lo- I, I loved Copper Blues, Rest and Beast. Copper. Mm-hmm. I heard Copper Blues closed down, right? I think they did. But anyway, Rest and Beast, Copper Blues. I used to go there. Fucking hated the food there. The food there used to be good, mm-hmm. but then it went to fucking shit. When they started doing the buffet bullshit, fuck no, never, nope. I would just go there for the fucking mimosas and to listen to the mariachi play fucking Juan Gabriel. Like, real talk. I would uh-huh. just go there, you know what I mean? But, but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: I kind of feel like all of us are the three young ones in the game. Oh, and all yeah. of us are doing our own thing. So yep. the way I felt about it is, you know, let's do this. It started off with me and Diego and then, you know, when me and Diego were talking, we we're like, we should probably add one more person. And you Palmer, know, Palmer. Fuck, bro, you, I've you, been watching Palmer that's probably for quite some time. That kid. Fuck, he, I got
2: chills thinking of this part. Of he's shit, good. Man, that's a huge. You know what? Honestly, huge, yeah.
0: I have a lot of respect for the kid and he's humble. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, when he. Yep. I, it was so funny because we went out one night and Diego said, let's go. Palmer's leaving Cafe Fury. Let's go buy some food before he leaves. So I was like, OK. So we went, we bought the food. And then we invited Palmer back with us to come have some drinks at Capricho's. And like we talked and I really Uh got to know the guy. And, you know, um, he asked me, he's like, he legit asked me like, how is it with business? And I straight out threw everything on the line. I told him like, you know, like sometimes it's going to be like this. This is what you're going to have to go through. Like, but don't give up. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to tell you. Like, it's going to get hard, but you don't want to give up. And that guy gots craft. He mm. got a talent. Yeah, he got a talent.
2: He's he's oh man, I get I get the chills when I talk about either of those two guys because they're Diego is just to me is like the fucking networker, the connector. Yeah. The fu- Everybody knows Diego. Diego, no <laughs> yeah. matter
0: what, I could tell you if there's a problem, De- I'll tell Diego. helped me make my own beer.
2: I don't doubt it. Like, I don't fucking doubt Capriccio it. Capretro
0: has their own beer, and he was why didn't the one, I know this? He found the person. I I literally kept telling Diego. Bro, it's hard you, to if get you Peroni. need
2: something, if you need something, if you need something, listen to me, right, if right. you need something in Ventura County,
0: call Diego, even in LA,
2: call Diego. <laughs> Diego. you just got to call Diego for mom pops. Right. Uh, that's all you got to do, because that man is connected fucking everywhere. Right. Now, Palmer, this dude, I've been, um, I knew who he was before I even met him. Mm-hmm. I, it was, I, I I, just, I knew who he was because everybody would fucking post Palmer. I was like, Chef Palmer, Chef Palmer, Chef Palmer. Uh, who the fuck is this? Chef Palmer. Anyway, we met him and, dude, this guy is... When I I think about what I do for a living, I'm Uh obsessed with my craft. Got it. I love what I do for a living. I don't consider it work. Shit, after this podcast, it's going to be fucking... What? It's going to be eight? Yeah. I'm going to go home and still work on on home loans because I love what I do. Uh But I'm not as obsessed as he is with his industry. Like, I see him and his eyes fucking light up. Yeah. Like, he's... he's um. Every time that I've gone to eat, he's always presenting his food and and he opens it in a way like right. it's like I feel like I'm I'm at Louis Vuitton. Bro, the way he pours uh. sauce. <laughs> bro, nah, he like had I'm me at the sauce, bro. I feel like I'm at <laughs> Louis Vuitton like he's proud like he's kind of like showing you his baby right. like like his son for or daughter right. for the first time. Right. And he's like unwrapping this in like his voice too. You know, right. he uses this deep voice like this fucking R&B <laughs> sexy like sexy time voice and he's just like like yeah check this and the, and the compound butter and you know what i mean like he's doing yeah. this thing so anyway i'm excited you guys heard it here and did they hear it here first did yeah. you say that y'all heard yeah, it here heard first. It first god yes. damn it y'all yeah. heard it here baso yeah baso y'all, y'all y'all motherfucking keep your ears open your eyes open so
0: we basically bought kitchen 18 or kitchen nine. In Camarilla? No. The one in Ventura, across okay. street from the hospital. Oh,
1: gotcha, gotcha. Across the street from the hospital from the Kitchen
0: Kitchen nineteen eighty six. It's on this on this. Oh um... uh, dude, I don't
2: get I don't get past I don't get past fucking Made West here. Okay. <laughs> it's either here, Made West, or downtown. <laughs> it's
0: literally around here. Like in the parking like
1: Do you get to have a start date?
0: We're in escrow right now. Okay. So yeah. we're in escrow. That's we exciting. started escrow when the COVID started. Uh, yeah. So yeah. We...
2: Commercial real estate take a little long though. Uh, <laughs> I got a few of those deals. Let
0: me make a suggestion to somebody out there. Okay. Take it how you want it. This is a good business plan for somebody. If you want to start a business, you know what would be a good business? You know that mm. there's only one person. One business that does um loans for escrow for businesses, and her name is Rhonda. She's the only person that does it. Did you know that the other closest person is all the way in Westlake?
2: No shit.
0: The only person that does escrow for businesses.
2: I'm gonna have to talk to the company owner. We're gonna motherfucking change that.
0: There is the only person. Okay. So when I bought Caprichos. It took months because
2: like six months, I think her
0: process was so long, but she's the only one in our county. Mm. So whoever can do escrow for businesses would make a killing because there's only one company you're going against.
1: Interesting. All right.
2: I'm taking notes, baby. Rico's I just let up right now. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) There's nobody else. (laughs) I'm going to take notes on that. Jojo. If people want to hear more about you, we already got the, we got the juice mm-hmm. here. We know Baso Cafe is coming. But if they want to keep up with you, if they want to talk to you, if they want to reach out to you, I know there's somebody out there listening. You, I'm talking to you directly. You are listening to me for a fucking reason. You're listening to this podcast because you needed to hear JoJo speak today. Mm-hmm. You're listening to this podcast because JoJo is speaking to you. It's not me. You're not listening to this podcast because of Rico J. Fuck that guy. No, you're not listening to it because of Rico. I'm not gonna say that about you, bro. Just Rico. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you're listening to this podcast because JoJo is speaking today, and if you're listening to it, this is where you can find them.
0: Um, at Capriccio, uh, Instagram c a p r i c c i o underscore i n c. Beautiful. If you send me a message. I'll respond back.
2: Definitely. There you guys go. There you have it. Jojo, there's somebody out there that's listening. The person that I was just talking to right now. I don't know if you're a guy. I don't know if you're a girl. I hope you go for the Dodgers and you're a Lakers fan. But uh-uh, anyway, the, Yankees, oh, shit. New
0: York, Yankees, and Raiders. <laughs> oh, fuck.
2: Anyway, um, as we were saying, fuck, horse teams. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> not I'm not
0: kidding. I like the 49ers. Okay. Not... All right. Hey. Uh, and, and then um,
2: <laughs> leave us with something, man. There's somebody out there that is waiting for that kind of that that little push. Leave us with something. If there was. If, if you could speak to yourself five years ago, ten years ago, what would you tell the younger version Jojo?
0: Have fun. Life goes so fast. Have fun. Because no matter what, like time's going to pass you by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it literally passes you by. So the best thing you can do is enjoy what you do, find what you love, and go for it. That is it. That's what I would tell myself.
1: Hell yeah feel that okay jojo
2: thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts here at millennial mindset for for joining us on this amazing um, conversation uh we got to know you better thanks now when me. i go to capricio's <laughs> i'm gonna I'm, I'm happy to go there because i Good. know the owner mm-hmm. thanks you know what i mean I'm, I'm definitely gonna be happy to be there because i know the owner and i know who i'm supporting and okay. i understand the values that the person that i'm supporting has um with that being said man thank you so much again thank, thank, you, thank you guys you, for thank having you. me
0: it was fun
2: Mi gente chula, linda y hermosa. We're going to see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Peace.